Welcome to the 10-part series, Sis Start, created specifically for entrepreneurs looking for motivation and that push to move forward in their dreams. Also, make sure that you follow April World Speaking on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, wherever podcasts are available. Are you ready to catch these gems? And always remember, Sis Start! Hey, Roses. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Sis Start. Last week, we had Malik Youssef in part one of his episode, and he gave so much information about his background, you know, his journey into the music industry, and also his close relationship with Kanye West as far as putting out top albums Grammy award-winning albums. So this week, it's going to be so much more exciting because he really gets into the details of the music industry and the steps and the logistics of creating new music and the process that it goes through from the beginning to the end. Um, So make sure you have your pen and paper so you could take those notes. Um, Also, he gets a little bit into... um, the protest that happened as far as on a social media level so uh, and how that actually came from the music industry and it was their form of protesting during um, post George Floyd so I hope that you've been enjoying Sis Start so far and I want to thank Malik Youssef because he has been a wealth of information he is a really good friend um, and he really leads by example so enjoy part two and let's keep this moving on Sis Start I'll talk to you next week I saw recently it's a couple things I want to talk about recently two things recently you talked about in the music industry, ownership, right? And owning Mm -hmm. your music. Do you want to expound on this a little bit for people who are Mm -hmm. listening specifically and Mm -hmm. about to step foot in the music industry or field and have no clue of why it's it's very important to own your music? Yeah, so... Traditionally, these companies, they take your music, make it theirs, and then they promote it. That's basically what was happening. You create it. They say, okay, this is mine now. It's like, it would be like working at a wood shop, right? Now, you're working at a wood shop, so you're chopping wood. That's Well, let's go back. Let's say you're a lumberjack. Lumberjacks get paid, what? Let's say $20 mm-hmm. an hour. Risking their lives, they're getting paid $20 an hour. They get the wood to the wood shop. The wood shop chops it up, makes it into bundles that's sellable. They might sell a bundle of wood every five minutes for $20. So that's five times what the lumberjack is getting. Who's really doing the yeoman's work. He's really doing the, the bulk of the labor, the laborious task of having uh the wood take taking a tree and making it mm-hmm. because it's, it's a, a tree is made out of wood but now it's not a tree anymore it's wood right so he's so the wood shop saws it down refines it and sells it 20 dollars a bundle right that those bundles get broken down and get put into 
let's say a department store, a hardware store, where now each piece is, you know, two dollars, three dollars. The bundle had a hundred pieces in it. You know, he got it for twenty dollars. Now that bundle is worth two hundred dollars, right? So then somebody takes those pieces of wood and makes a chair out of it. So he's got, you know, five dollar pieces of wood. He's got, you know, let's say he he spends fifty dollars on wood. Then he makes a chair and paints it and sells the chair for $200. Now it's like, yo, every time he sells a chair, $50, he's making $150 (laughs) off this chair because he's an artist, right? Now, this is what the music is like. You're doing the super duper hard work and they take it and refine it and they take it, well, you take it and refine it, and then you take it and bundle it, and then you take it and make the art, but yeah. you don't get to receive that other 150. They go do the selling for you. So you've controlled everything. You've controlled the supply chain all the way till it's made, and then they take it. That's what it's like. It's like, uh, it's like a one a one-stop shop, if you will. People say that one-stop shop is like, okay, cool. Give us all this that you create is beautiful. Now we go market it and get all the money from it as well. So that's what owning your masters is like. It's saying like, hey, I need to not only do I own, I want to own these acres in this forest. I also want to own the wood, the wood shop. I want to own the, the, I want to own the department store. I mean, the wholesale warehouse and I want to own the art gallery where I sell this at. And that's what owning your masters is like. And until then, until now, people were like, well, if we don't have ownership in this song, it's not going to go to the radio because it's like I said, it's incestuous. The radio stage, the radio uh, station president or whatever, uh, the program director is married mm. to a person that works at a label mm. and they had a monopoly on you, you know, they had a monopoly on you. So you couldn't, you couldn't make a move. So if you wanted your music to be p- played, which is what artists want to do, get their music out there and be famous, then you have to give up all of this, you know, ownership shit. And they, they could, because what they're doing is marketing your product with you as like the commercial. So like, I you have do, in like uh, middle school. I played in Bye Bye Birdie. <laughs> it was like a 1950s play musical. I was the one bye, little bye, chocolate Birdie. drop in a whole crowd of white people. So I know Bye Bye Birdie. But yeah, and I did really good. Oh but yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure that you did, actually. So, like, they hire famous actors or famous musicians or artists or, you know, uh, impresarios to promote a product so when you get a Campbell soup commercial right. they mm-hmm. might give you a million dollars for a Campbell soup commercial right they're selling a million mm. cans per second or some shit like that around the world right so you don't get part of that you're just the marketing component you don't you get give you some money that's what that's what it's like right, being an artist you don't get some of Campbell's they might give you a couple free cases since you it was a newly formed partnership but you don't get to own any of that shit you can't say i'll do a commercial for you if you give me stock you can't do that 
So did you own your music with Kanye? I mean, were you part owner? Like, how does that work? Yes. Well, the music I do with Kanye, my the, the part that I contribute, I own. But it's contribute to a body of work where Kanye kind of controls the flow of it because I'm doing it for him. So I own I own Malik Youssef stuff, but once I collaborate with Kanye, then it goes into all the people that own him. You know, Def Jam. And I think recently he's bought himself his master, some of his masters back from some certain things. I think he spent some money to get his masters back. So, you know, which is important to have. Right. But again, Kanye is not a person that's going to do stuff to help other people. You know, it's everything he's doing is for Kanye. And if it helps you a little bit, then that's cool. You know, that's how he works, that's how he functions. Which he even says because he's selfish. So he said that's why he's been so successful because he's selfish. And sometimes when yeah, sometimes when you're selfish, you wind up taking things that don't belong to you because you think it's yours. You know, when one of my favorite sayings is if you're a hammer, you need you need everything to be a nail. You need everything, you need to treat everything like a nail. So that's why you gotta have more than one skill set, I think. You know, it's like what's happening in America right now. There are only tools are the penitentiary. So when you when your only tool is a, a penitentiary, everybody becomes a prisoner, a potential prisoner for you, as opposed to social services and stuff like that. So I think so. Kanye, he uses samples and stuff like that. And those people get money, you know what I'm saying? But the people around him can't. You can't make a real good living doing music with Kanye because you'll work, you know, five weeks in a row, and then a song will never come out, or it'll come out and you'll lose portions of that song because he doesn't clear the samples in time or at all you know so you i've gotten calls like y'all just lost wow. 90 percent of a song I'm well like, no, one thing one ten weeks on that song you know so it's, it's rough it's rough sometimes you know but i mean also i've made millions and millions of dollars you know not because right. he's like trying to make me make it just because well, i'm you know one thing for sure i have good, like two parts you know? of my well, show and I do, that's my purpose is helping other people. That's my sole purpose. However, I understand the concept of power exactly. is never given, it's taken. So I do operate like in two ways. So it shocks people no because I'm very caring and giving. And my mom's like, girl, you're too caring and giving. You need to carry, you know, care about yourself a little bit more than other people however when i'm ready to push forward like i want this mm-hmm. i want this interview with malik <laughs> you have to push into yeah, a yeah, different version of yourself which mm-hmm. kanye is very good at you have to understand no that question. power is never given mm-hmm. it's taken so the next thing i want to talk about with you is something that happened mm-hmm. recently during mm-hmm. Uh, George Floyd after he passed away and then this uproar that we're in right now um, something happened that was trending on social media was the blackout Tuesday and so my concept when I woke up and saw everything blacking out I'm like what's this you know so the whole thing happened with me well it's trending I want to do this too because I want to show that I support this movement and then I looked a little deeper and saw that it was really coming from the music industry standpoint, Blackout Tuesday. Then that day I saw you talking about the Mm African-American women 
that are in the some of the high positions in the music industry. Can you expound mm-hmm. about that process? Because you were trying to say, hey, let's give these women their time. Let them enjoy their families. They don't want to be in this creative process right now and styling the artist and taking these phone calls. Can you please drop it for the listeners of how powerful these Black women are in the music industry? However, the responsibility and the weight that they hold on their shoulders. Yeah. Um, I think we've known for a very long time that Black women are probably the hardest working people on the planet Earth. Preach. You know, and this is, you know, not as a result of slavery. It's just always been that way. Um, the most resilient and the most beautiful creature on the planet as well. But Thank we don't you. allow that part <laughs> to be said. We say right. well, black women strong. I'm a strong black woman. But what about beautiful mm-hmm. and graceful and and sexy and not just sexualized because we sexualize black women but we don't let them be sexy we don't let them be alluring from afar we always got to violate the space and touch them if they say well look at this i want people i want to be adored and looked at right i want to be adored and looked at but not touched right Mm -hmm. i want to because white women get to be adored and looked at and not touched right they get to remain pristine right I always think of like Tony Braxton and Cher, that disparity. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Look at that. That's exactly what it is. Or, or uh, you know, um, Grace Jones and 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 Marilyn Monroe. Right. Grace Jones is just as fine, finer than Marilyn Monroe. You know, but she's like sexualized, not just sexy. And right. then. Black women get desired. People desire them, but they don't get loved. You see, I'm saying it's, it's a difference. I'm desired, so I'm grateful after the club, but what's tomorrow, you know? And I understand we live in a culture where, especially in music, where men say, hey, you know, I'm, I'm so big, women want me. I don't have to do the traditional steps that men have done to, to win a woman's favor. All I got to do is show up and walk out with her which is true, it's different. We get chased, this is, this is where, there's the reverse polarity in this industry where women chase men. Cause you, I don't know, cause the music or something, I don't know, it, even athletes don't get chased like we do. You know what I'm saying, it's crazy. But it's like, we still understand that we, we should, I mean, as, 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 you know, Jay-Z's a gangster and he's rich and he's famous and stuff, but he married Beyonce. That means a lot. He married Beyonce when he could have had Beyonce and just not married her. Yes. And like all the other women he's had that that throw themselves at Jay-Z. You know what I'm saying? I've I've been there. We was in the studio one day. He was like, we was talking about sync when he was single. He's like, yeah, I was in the studio with some young artists. And he's like, yeah, y'all didn't want to see a single hove. <laughs> y'all didn't want to see single Jay-Z. <laughs> it, was, it, was a, it was a mess. It was a mess, you know? It was a fucking mess. But nevertheless, these women that work all this time, that do all this hard work, they are still sexualized, you know, uh, still have to navigate the minefield of, of male sexuality, of male desiring. Um, so, and sometimes females too, you know, uh, they have to 
keep their integrity intact. Not saying that they don't fuck. I mean, everybody has sex, but when they want to and under their own terms, it's very difficult to maintain that 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 self sovereignty. You know, um, so as they have rose through the ranks and proven themselves to be, you know, not only hard workers but good at their job. You know, because Working hard and getting the job done are different, right? So they work hard and they get the job done. Man, beautiful. We need this. We love this. This is this is what it is. And doing this uprising, let's call it uprising, that's what it really is. And the freedom fighters on the front line, that's what they are. They're not fighting just to, they fight for freedom. They're not just, you know, randomly shouting at people. They didn't want to have to go through the process of, you know, listening to the next song about a Gucci bag or something, which at some point becomes frivolity. It's trivial at some point. And that's not what they want to have to go through a whole meeting on, you know, the best way to market the next Gucci bag song. Not that I don't have Gucci stuff and I love Gucci bags and so on and so forth and you know my big homie Dapper Dan is over at Gucci and also too fuck Gucci at the same time but nevertheless okay I feel the same you know nevertheless they didn't want to have to go through that why should they have to report for duty in the middle of an upheaval an uprising of our people why should they have to do that so they say hey you know what I'm not going to do that. And I need my white counterparts to adhere to this and not expect me to get on this Zoom call today. Mm. You know? Mm. So we're going to black it out. We're not going to do none of that shit. We're not going to promote nothing. We're not going to promote no music to you. And I think people took it like, oh, it's a media blackout. And that's not what we needed in the middle of this. We need information pass. So it gave some people, you know, that had never had to really deal with this much, you know, adversity. It gave them a respite. And which sometimes is needed, you know, but also you can just turn off to- social media. If you don't like that, that the uh, the downtrodden are saying, hey, stand up for me, then you can, you know, you feel a billion percent free to just, you know, move around. Did you black out? No, I browned out. And then I said, hey, check it out, everybody. I put this very beautiful brownish color sienna on my page. And then I said, yo, check this out. Because I already, it had already hit me, you know, because I got a lot of close friends like about the blackout and what it meant. So I'm like, look, pay attention to this. Okay, so I browned it out. And then I said, I'm going to be communicating to you what this means and that's what the live was about well and I blacked out however I think after watching your live I understood that this was not it's twofold you can stop this is what you can do because in the podcasting Mm -hmm. world we have to drop podcasts we have to keep the momentum going you know Mm -hmm. two three four a week drop or you know just Mm -hmm. be consistent so Mm -hmm. I've seen other podcasters with their black squares still there today and it's literally probably been a I don't know how long ago was that a week ago Mm. and they still are blacked out because they were tired and they probably 
didn't realize how tired they was and that the world isn't falling or crushing because they're not yeah. back on social media. They're still blacked yeah. out. That's yeah. one thing. A respite. The, they got a respite. Yeah. Right. The and they're enjoying it. Like they're 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 doing that self care. They're doing they're cooking. They're mm-hmm. showing cooking mm-hmm. right now in their stories. Mm-hmm. The stuff that mm-hmm. they used to love or what empowers them or mm-hmm. makes them happy. But the second part of that blackout that I found out from listening to Mr. Malik Youssef, go check him out at MalikYousef.com. What mm-hmm. I learned is to utilize this platform during blackout and continue to educate. Mm-hmm. Talk about the resources, the bailout money, you know, where to send that money to get these people out of jail who are protesting. Continue mm-hmm. to show what it means to be overtly racist or covertly racist. Continue to educate. And that's what I did that day. I blacked out. However, I was very active in my stories. Mm, beautiful. I was I very it. active in my story. So I want to thank you for that. Yes, uh, ma'am. Thank you for your for your work, sister. Appreciate it. Thank you. Um, all right. So a couple more questions. You still got yeah, some energy left? Of course. I'm good. Cool trying to figure out which one I want to ask first what because I'm a human resource professional I've been in HR for 15 years so this makes sense to me to ask from my standpoint what are probably the top three qualities a person will need to have in order to be successful as a producer or in the music industry top three skills that they absolutely need be coachable, be approachable, and let your work be beyond reproach. Let your work be, be beyond reproach. Can you expound on that? Yeah. Have pristine work. Have the work that, that's consistent. People are like, but you know what? You can't argue with this nigga work. Like we talked about Kanye. Like you can't argue with the outcome of his work. All other stuff is arguable. You know what I'm saying? Is he black? Is he white? Is he a racist? Is he a white supremacist or whatever, whatever? But we can't argue with the work. Yes. Letting the work speak for itself. Got it. Mm-hmm. Got yeah. it. So be coachable. I mean, you can take instruction. Be approachable. I mean, people feel like they can talk to you. Because people, when people say, man, I don't like working with dude, that's kind of over for you. You know what I'm saying? Unless you are. Unless your product is so good, they got to come get it. And I don't think that exists no more. I don't think we can make a Kanye West in this day and age. We couldn't build the Kanye West because too many people can see his personality, mm-hmm. and they're not gonna like. And he's not a likable person. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not a good person. And he he bragging about not being a good person. And I think in them days you could kind of hide a little bit. Two thousand three, wasn't no social media except for Black Planet. You could type anything you want to. Now the videos and the, he's having beefs with people and he getting into arguments with Drake and Miss Khalifa. We can, you know. I mean, but also too, you look at a person like Takashi Six Nine, who's way different. Obviously, way different than Kanye. You know, he's more of like a a troll. You know, uh, a clown almost. Somebody you know, fun to look at, kind of. Kanye's not entertaining in that way. Right, but he was likable to me during the the Grammys, and he took that microphone from uh, Taylor Swift. I, I have a love hate relationship. VMA. V- sorry, VMAs. I have a love hate mm-hmm. relationship with Kanye because he helps people realize things that they didn't realize they needed in their life, right? When mm-hmm. he's coming mm-hmm. out with those new Yeezys and he says, Oh, I 
I um I make things that make sense to me. I like my Yeezys, but I got tired of tying my shoes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I want some Yeezys that don't have shoelaces, you know? Mm-hmm. So I like him in that format because he's um creative and entrepreneur uh, has an entrepreneurial mind. I like that part mm-hmm. of Kanye. Yeah. And I like yeah. that he took the microphone. Many people hated that. They didn't like because he wasn't nice. Now that is how I flip sometimes because I'm a woman and people oppress me for being a woman and people oppress me um, for being outspoken and black. How dare I, right? But that's the, that when he took that microphone from her and said what he said in that microphone is exactly what I thought in my head. So thank you, Kanye West, for saying that. Thank yeah. you, Kanye. So yeah, no, and I I think that was a strong moment. I also think that if you look at that moment, like to take that mic and use a platform, I think he it was a cheat code because he's like Beyonce, and he could took that and been like, yo, why don't if he was said, why don't independent artists get a chance to be on MTV? would have been way, way more strong because Beyonce has a husband that's Jay-Z, a record label, a father that's her manager, and then there's other people out here that have nothing, you know? So I think that what we wasn't looking at was that Taylor Swift with none of the tools came up, made a comeuppsman in life, got her little video out there. And when you talk about, you at the time, people that wasn't understanding what's going on on the internet. So... On MTV, you know, she wasn't the favorite, but you got to understand how much video she was getting around the world. Right. The little girls. So it was a big deal. And MTV had analytics that was different than what Kanye was looking at. You know what I'm saying? Got it. Which is why she blew up so much afterwards, because she already had the presence. You know, she already had that presence. So he just, just, he just look at things. He catapulted her. He did. He, it was an energy exchange, no question. But at the same time, you gotta understand, it was self-aggrandizement because he's like, "Yo, it's Beyonce. Yo, I'm I'm taking up for Beyonce. Beyonce don't need you to take up for her. You like you taking? I'm gonna take up for Donald Trump. Donald Trump got the military, dog. You don't. He don't need you to take up for him, bro. <laughs> this this is a thing you want to do because it's safe. <laughs> he he pretends to be dangerous, but he's not. Right. You you going along with a white supremacist in a country made on white supremacy? That's not brave. Well, to me as a consumer of music and not knowing the ins and outs and the independent person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no me question. watching it as a consumer of music and me being a black woman of course. and of course. you know the the me walking into all of those And that's what it was made to do. That's what it's made to do. It made you it's called framing. Look at this part, not that part. Because I mean, human facts is hard, man. People don't want to look at facts about shit. People who who likes facts? I know. Nobody. People like people want their people want their 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 belief reinforced. Right. They don't want, you know, they don't want the truth. They want their beliefs reinforced. Right. That's what people want, not the truth. People don't like the truth. People don't like the fact if you tell uh, somebody that. Jesus wasn't white. They're like, what? Jesus ain't white? What? I just saw the whole, I just saw the entire uh, Sistine Chapel. What do you mean? They're not white? Those people aren't white? Yeah, but that's art. It's different than reality. (laughs) Right. You know, so those are the things. And I mean, again, what Kanye West did was important uh, because it was important for him to, to say, no, I don't like what you're doing. 
You know, what I don't think that I, I think that Beyonce is very strong and takes up for herself a lot, and her husband is very strong and takes up for her. If there's any problems, I don't think that that was a needed thing, but it was needed for him to do to say, "Look what I did for you." you know? I think that was a, it was a smart move. It's the smart PR stunt on his part. You know, well, you know? it worked for me, Kanye. I liked it, but. Oh, yeah. Malik, no, no, Malik, no. Getting, was, Malik was, getting me all the way together and giving me the details of the stuff, but I like just the. Uh, I just, I don't know. I just the like sheer it. rawness of it. You, you. You like the sheer rawness of it, and you're supposed to. It's not that you're not supposed to. That's like you're supposed to think that you're supposed to call any kind of tomato salt paste sauce for for French fries and hamburgers ketchup when it's really catsup. You're supposed to do that because it's marketing. Right. It's smart. I'm not mad at that. You're supposed to call it hand me a Kleenex when it's really just facial tissue. Right? Right. Marketing. Say, give, let's put a Band-Aid on it when it's really uh, a first aid plastic strip. You know what I'm saying? You're supposed to say that. You're, po- you're supposed... These are things you're supposed to say. You know? Well, I want to... It works. And it works. It and it's good that it, it, works. it works. It's good that it works. It works. It definitely works. I mean, it's tr- things that are trendy. It just works. The blackout. Cool. It it worked. It worked. Yeah, you know, it's so. trendy. So, um, so another question I want to ask you is about organization and being in the music industry and your day to day businesses and how to stay organized. Mm-hmm. Um, and you brought up Jay Z. Nobody wanted to see single Jay Z. Like, are you single? Me no. Okay. No. So you have somebody in your life that okay the question I'm trying to pose is as far as organization does having a spouse help you be more organized than a single Malik Yusuf in your businesses and whatever it would be easier for me to be single however it would not be easier for my children, which is really the focus of all humans is to pass the next generation. Got it. It would be much easier for a single Malik to move around because I could bring, you know, women around me that may be, their intentions may be a little bit questionable, but I could have them around to help me do, to help me accomplish things. Mm -hmm. So, be much easier for me um but i interacted it's a lot more attractive it's a lot more attractive i would attract more more help i would say i could say well i interacted with your assistant miss toya who really helped this Mm -hmm. whole podcast come together seamlessly logistically she was excellent so is she a very Mm -hmm. integral part of like your day and your business yes yes a hundred percent i would like to have 10 of her (laughs) wow Yeah, if you could duplicate a person, you know, I would see if you they say, Hey, Malik, you you can duplicate one person in the whole world. I would like Miss Toy. Toy. <laughs> thank you, Miss Toy. You really, really helped push this podcast along. So thank you so much. Um, getting down to the last couple of questions. I promise you. I promise you. Yes, ma'am. I'm all good. Um what is your purpose in life, Mr. Yusuf? You know, I vacillate 
between uh, taking over the world and uh, taking over myself. It's probably easier to take over the world mm-hmm. than to take over myself. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. for all of us. That internal work is not work that's attractive. It's not what you want to do. It's the least attractive. Taking over the world is conquering. You know, taking over yourself is ruling. It's a little different. Take over the world once, and you and somebody take it from you the next year. You're fine. You still work a world. Oh, you know, you're, you're, you know, you're a world conqueror. That's why people say, okay, he was the best person, or she was the biggest, or whatever. But ruling your ruling yourself and ruling your passion, and, you know, all of the uh, aspects of you that are not beautiful, and having to look at those and fix those is very difficult. So I think everybody's real, real, real job is to is to fix self. You know, the job we take is to fix the world because <laughs> it's easier. So I vacillate between those two points, I think. And I think I feel I feel like I know that the better I am as a person, the better the world will be. Muhammad Gandhi said, "Don't try to change the world, change yourself and the." the world will be forced to change in accommodation to your change. Mm. Yeah. I mean, if you really think about the greats like you or Kanye or um, Steve Jobs, right. I'm mm-hmm. fascinated with Steve Jobs myself and how he yeah, no, flipped Apple upside down, like basically mm-hmm. and made it what it is today. And we're probably both communicating on an Apple phone right now. Right. And when you watch his story, right, and then you see his personal life and the things that he did to his family and the things, you know, how upset he was when he got sick, right? Like all the money in the world, he could not extend his life one more day, right? Mm -hmm. And I know what I go by. I was born by myself and I'm going to die by myself. And also another thing, another thing I always think about is, how people try to change other people why put that energy into that think about how hard it is to change yourself man trust people need to really think about the the energy that they put into trying to change somebody when really we can't even it is it's going to take my whole life to even try to change Mm -hmm. myself that's right so I really think you answered that question well. It's easier to take mm-hmm. over the world. Easier. It's very exponentially more harder. Yes. To change yourself and work on yourself. So you answered that question quite quite well. Um thank you. The last question mm-hmm. that I want to ask you is Yes, ma'am. What advice do you want to give to my audience of Sis Start, that woman who is working, having a hard time, however, knows she has a gift and she has one foot up in the air, ready to step into the music industry. What do you want to tell those sisters out there um, and close out this podcast with? What do you want to tell them? If you feel if you wake up one day and feel like you you can you can like you can quit 
do it. Because if it's not show enough burning through you every single day, it's not going to be worth it. Mm. Because you're looking for the destination at that point as, as the journey. If you're a real a musician at heart, it's the journey that you're going to enjoy. You might not ever get a Grammy. You know? Oh, you might not never get. So you might, you might, you might not. You know, that's the that's the high end of it. Wow. You the 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 low end. You might not ever get nobody to even listen to your song. Mm. You know, it's a very difficult thing. I heard Drake the other day say he's looking for a female artist. You know, it's it's very difficult to because there's certain standards, right? You know, unless you're like. I don't know what young M.A. considers herself on the scale, on the spectrum, sexual spectrum, but she doesn't have to wear makeup. Mm. She doesn't have to have her hair done. She can just jump out and jump on stage, and that's to be expected. But if you are any kind of glamorous, it's like I can get off the tour bus, right? I can get off the tour bus with my dick hanging out and run on stage and do a a show, right? Mm -hmm. Wiping my eyes of sleep and, and say everything I need to say and rock out and jump and shit. A female, she can't get off the tour bus in her sweatpants. I mean, oh, oh, I'm a, I don't want to misgender anything, but uh, a female woman mm-hmm. that portrays a certain glamour, she can't come out on stage like that. She has to make up and wardrobe and hair. So it's a lot. It's a lot, you know? And so that's why I think women also want to find. And I would say, if you're a single woman, try to get in a relationship with a producer. What? You know? Yeah. Because you got access to the music. That's not considered cheating in the game? You don't think? It is cheating. <laughs> Hell yeah. Use the cheat code. <laughs> Look, Kanye you know? don't listen to well, no get... rules. And you don't listen to no or, rules. Or at all at all or get get your if you got a, a cousin that's single and you're not single and you meet a, a a a young single producer that's just out here you know what i'm saying you know that maybe not maybe been a, a musician his whole life and kind of nerdy and never had no bad bitches in his life stick your cousin on him. i'm telling you the truth for real stick your cousin on him. And and get the, so he can send you beats by the pound. You know you're gonna need that. You're gonna need studio time. That's just expensive. Studio expensive, man. You know. And you, even if you got your 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 little computer at home, it's just it's a hard road. This industry hard for everybody. But I just think it's particularly hard for female artists. You know, maybe a little easier for for black women artists because you could be a rapper. But white women. Cause they expect you to be a certain kind of glamorous. It's hard. Hmm. Not a lot of them. It's not a lot of them. Tell you that now. That's unless they got the, the machine behind them. You know right. What I'm saying? You got to have a whole machine behind you. you know? Well, I think those are really good parting words. You may not get that Grammy. You may not get that. So if you feel like I said, if you feel like you can wake up in the morning and not do this, then don't do it. I would jump out of it. If it's not be, if it's not crashing through your heart, if it's not surging through you every minute, I would I would say be, you know, in, if you want to be in the industry, be industry support, you know. 
be a support system, filmmaking, stuff like that. Because, you know, it's the hardest thing to do as a human. The hard, It's easier to be an astronaut than a, a billboard artist. It's easier, listen to me, it's easier to be an astronaut because you only got the top 100 mm. every year on Billboard, the top 100. And sometimes I'm on there twice, so you only got 98 spots left. Ooh. And then sometimes Kendrick is on there three times. So now you, no, for real. It's not, no, for real. Now you got 95 spots left. Sometimes Beyonce, Beyonce is on there three times. And I might be on there with Beyonce again. So now you only got, you know, 90 spots left. And we just hit, we just said four people. Mm. 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 And then don't you gotta you gotta account for Adele, you know, you gotta account for Justin Bieber. He decides to come out. You gotta account for Imagine Dragons when they should come out. You gotta account for Rihanna, Jay Z. This is just the, the circle. Then you gotta go all the, and keep going from there. Sean Mendez, Jay Blauvin. Come on. Not and I saying that you ain't gonna make it. You can't make it. You will make it. But you got to know that you are dedicated to this thing and you ain't going to stop until it pops. That passion has to push you through. It has to pull you through when you're not moving, when you can't move, when you're, it pulls you. That purpose. Not passion, that, de- dedication. That, yeah, purpose and dedication. Purpose and dedication. Purpose and dedication. Because passion, passion will wane. You'll change. I'm, when, I was, when, I was, when I was young, my passion was to be a world famous uh, Frisbee player. So I did everything, learned all about frisbee tournaments, all about the greatest frisbee players in the world, and that passion changed. Right, that's true, very true. You know, so yeah, I just want to say that I appreciate you, Mama. Well, I definitely want to thank you for taking your time with me. I want to tell you to continue to be a leader, continue on your path, and continue to be the best version of Malik Yusuf because brother you've been through some things in life that would have put people out a long time ago so I want to tell you thank you so much for spending this time with me today thank you goddess I appreciate you well sis I hope this helped I hope you enjoyed this podcast this was the first podcast of sis start I hope you enjoyed this almost two hours of interaction with Mr. Malik Yusuf Please make sure that you reach out to him on Instagram, on his website, MalikYusuf.com. If you have questions, uh, yeah, good luck, because it took me about 10, 15 times to even get a what's up, April. (laughs) But in the meantime, make sure that you check out April Rose Speaking Podcast on iTunes. There's 40 plus episodes out there. I hope you enjoyed sis start the first i came out with a bang for y'all i came out with a bang i hope you enjoyed this podcast and i'll talk to you next time i love you roses and continue to bloom sis